when I woke up this morning, real early this morning, I went out on my back deck, my second floor. I live like about six blocks off the ocean. The first thing I noticed, and that's what I'm going to remember, I'm going to try to remember about today, I said in my mind, I'm going to hold on to this thought all day, was that sunrise, a beautiful, beautiful sunrise. Who saw that? Who saw the sunrise this morning? It was, it was amazing. Beautiful colors and things. So, for many of us veterans, um, it's it's a day of of honoring and celebrating all veterans. But we can't help it. It's, it's kind of it's built into us. We think of all veterans, meaning an inclusion of of those that we've lost. Um, so it can be it can, it can be kind of tough to get through. Um, we had a great ceremony last night, and Matt asked me to uh, share this with you because uh, Chrysler and Lori Trahan couldn't be with us this afternoon, and uh, this was brought in by her staff, um, and I'd like to read this on behalf of uh, Congresswoman Trahan before I continue with my account of where was I. Veterans Day 2021. Given an honor, the courage, sacrifice, and dedication to all the veterans of the United States Armed Forces. Whereas the city of Lowell has great admiration and the utmost gratitude for the men and women who selflessly served their nation in a time of peril, and on Veterans Day honors the sacrifices and contributions of the veterans from the greater Lowell area that they have made to the nation in this year. We mark the 30th anniversary of the end of the 1991 Persian Gulf War and the end of the war in Afghanistan, the longest war in American history. I'm gonna present this proclamation to Matt now. Um, and I wanna speak specifically to that first article in this proclamation. And we're going to set this out and I invite you all to come up and read the article after that. Uh, and all the articles in this proclamation. We'll set this up in the back. This is for you, sir. So today we think about the end of the Gulf War 30 years later. Today we think about the 50th anniversary of the Vietnam War, which we celebrated last night. Today, we can't help but you know, recognize our Marine Corps because they celebrated that 246th birthday yesterday. I know, I gotta tell you guys, if I was 246 years old, I, I wouldn't be able to remember one day from the next. I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> but two years ago, I was asked to come to this podium and to speak about my experiences, my feelings about being a veteran. And I had a prepared speech, and I just put it aside and held up a picture of my son because 11 days before the 11th day of that year, he deployed to Iraq. And in the middle midst of COVID-19, he completed his duty in Iraq. And then he came home. And that's what I'm really, really happy about today is to let you know that my son is home. And for that, I can't tell you how grateful I am for that. 
JJ served in the United States Army Reserves, and he is a veteran. And he still doesn't listen to his old man. And often um, I read this Veterans Creed, but today I want to talk about just one part of the Veterans Creed. And it talks about I am an American veteran, and I maintain my physical and my mental discipline as a veteran. I can't say I always can like say, okay, JJ's a veteran and I'm a veteran. And we both maintain our mental and physical conditioning. Well, believe me, for him and me, those are two very different things. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that as veterans, we have so much in common, but we are individuals. We have hearts and we have experiences. Matt has asked me to speak to that. You know, my experiences as an OIF veteran to speak of, where was I? On the morning of 9-11, I woke up to the news as I almost do every day watching the news. And I was just simply watching TV from my bedroom when I saw the first tower get hit. And I, only thing in my mind was the same thing that everybody else was thinking that was aware of this. Oh my God, what a tragedy. But when the second plane hit, like Matt, there was no doubt in my mind. I knew it was an attack. And I immediately started calling my, my family members. And every one of them that I called that was not a veteran said, oh my God, Jeff, you're overreacting. Uh, and, I, and I told them, I said, you don't understand. I'm telling you. I want you to come home. I want my family to be with me. Because I knew at that moment, I knew I was going to war. I went on my first deployment, and I went down to Fort Dix in 2003, and we were there for six months. And after six months of being at Fort Dix, my entire unit was sent back here to Massachusetts after six months of training. It's just the way it rolls sometimes. But then six months later, I was given the opportunity to volunteer to go with another water detachment, and we went back to Fort Dix. 2004, we trained for three months, and I was on my way to Iraq. And I wanted to go. Boy, did I want to go. I wanted to serve my country. And what we do in service to our country begins kind of similarly for all of us. We train, just like that video says. We train by the day to fight at night. But we want to serve JJ, my son wanted to serve. No matter what I told him about my experiences, he wanted to serve. He wanted to not just train, he wanted to do his job. Most of us, I'm telling you, we all feel the same way. Not only did I serve on that second deployment, but then a third, and then a fourth. So my first deployment, I was in a line unit. My second deployment, I was with the battalion staff. My third deployment, I was with the brigade staff. Each deployment was less violent in some ways. Each deployment, as I went over, I became more augmentated to the combat zone, such to the point that every time I came home, I did not feel like I belonged here. I didn't feel 
like a member of society. I felt like I was a member of a team. I was a member of a fighting force and a support force for the fighting soldiers. And that my place was no longer here at home. My place was overseas. And this happens to many, many veterans, many, many veterans, because two soldiers standing beside each other in or even near a combat zone away from home, seeing and doing the exact same things will have two very different experiences. And that's because of who we are as individuals and what we bring to that space and what we carry with us. A resilient soldier is both mentally and physically and spiritually strong. And I am not a perfect soldier. And I have struggled to make these transitions. Many of you here have as well. But many of you here also know me well enough, and I know you well enough, that you are my brothers in arms. You are a veteran just like me. And I can reach out to you, and you've got to know that you can reach out to me. This is who we are as veterans. We do have to make that transition. We have to come home. And even though Afghanistan is over, those soldiers, even though they're home, even though my son is home from Iraq, he's got to make that transition. And it does not happen overnight. It does not happen overnight. You can't just go to a simple class or sit and talk to a chaplain or go to a yellow ribbon program and expect that everything's just gonna transition. It doesn't happen that way. Everybody transitions in their own way. What's right for you might be right for me, but it might not, might not work for me. What we need to do as veterans, understanding and knowing that these guys are coming home and they don't even know what that transition looks like until they've gone through it. We need to be willing to just listen reach out and support and that's what it takes because what the video said is that the most important thing of these is love we have to be that for them i love my fellow brothers and sisters and i love my fellow brothers in arms and i love my veterans i want to be here for you why because i know you're here for me Thank you.